As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome to Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading these podcasts. I'm compelled to bring you information on health and nutrition. Information that I think you might find useful, informative in making decisions about your own health. I welcome your emails for questions and topics of interest. You can email me. Radio program at AOL.com. That's radio program at AOL.com. There is a big push, as we know, for a more plant-based diet. <clears throat> well, the move actually is more towards veganism than anything, and this is being described using the vernacular plant-based diet. Hey, I eat a very plant-based diet, but I'm an omnivore because I eat lots of plants and I eat meat. I'm an omnivore. If you were just a carnivore, you mostly meat. If you were just an herbivore, that would be mostly plants. But what we do know is that meat eating extends human life expectancy worldwide. Now, according to this article coming out of Australia, has eating meat become unfairly demonized as bad for your health? That's the question a global multidisciplinary team of researchers has been studying, and the results are in. Eating meat still offers important benefits for overall human health and life expectancy. We touched on this a little bit during Q&A with Layla a couple of weeks ago on that podcast. I'm just taking a deeper dive because I think it merits more scrutiny, more looking at, right? So the study author, University of Adelaide researcher in biomedicine, Dr. Wengpeng Yu, says humans have evolved and thrived over millions of years because of their significant consumption of meat. <clears throat> Dr. Yu says we wanted to look more closely at research that has thrown a negative spotlight 
on meat consumption in the human diet. Looking only at correlations of meat consumption with people's health or life expectancy within a particular group and or a particular region or country can lead to complex and misleading conclusions. Our team broadly analyzed the correlations between meat eating and life expectancy and child mortality at global and regional levels, minimizing the study bias and making our conclusion more representative of the general health effects of meat eating. So this is published in the International Journal of General Medicine. That is the International Journal of General Medicine. And by the way, this was in Medical Press on February 22nd of this year, if you're looking for it. So it's published in the International Journal of of General Medicine today. The study examined the overall health effects of total meat consumption in 100 and 70 plus countries around the world. The researchers found that the consumption of energy from carbohydrate crops, meaning grains and tubers, tubers like potatoes, right, does not lead to greater life expectancy and that total meat consumption correlates to greater life expectancy independent of the competing effects of total calorie intake, economic affluence, urban advantages, and obesity. While detrimental effects of meat consumption on human health have been found in some studies in the past, the methods and findings in these studies are controversial and circumstantial, Dr. Yu says. And I'm going to digress a little bit because I want to I want to clarify that point because a lot of people known as meat eaters in the scientific research are also having french fries and beer and dessert. We're talking about the cheeseburger french, you know, the cheeseburger deluxe eating population who are also sedentary, overweight, are likely smokers and drink lots of alcohol but they've been all clumped into the meat-eating category. And that's what Dr. Yu is alluding to when talking about the methods and the findings. So a senior author of this study, University of Adelaide Emeritus Professor Dr. Hennenberg, says humans have adapted to meat-eating from the perspective of their more than 2 million years evolution. Meat of small and large animals provided optimal nutrition to our ancestors who developed genetic, physiological, and morphological adaptations to eating meat products, and we have inherited those adaptations. Think about it. When, you know, when more meat-eating was occurring, during that period of time, millions of years ago, our heads became bigger and our jaws became smaller. You know, as opposed to eating a lot of fibrous plants and tubers, you know, uh, we had bigger jaws and smaller heads and that changed, that evolved 
over time to bigger heads, bigger brains, and smaller jaws. But with the strong development of nutrition science and economic affluence, studies in some populations in developed countries have associated meat-free, meaning vegetarian and vegan diets, with improved health. I think we need to understand that this may not contradict the beneficial effect of meat consumption, says a nutritionist on the study. Studies looking into the diets of wealthy, highly educated communities are looking at people who have the purchasing power and the knowledge to select plant-based diets that access the full nutrients normally contained in meat. Essentially, they've replaced meat with all the same nutrition meat provides. Co-author and University of Adelaide biologist Dr. Renata Hennenberg says today, meat is still a major food component in the diets of many people around the world. Before agriculture was introduced 10,000 years ago, meat was a staple food in the human diet. Depending on which minor groups of people you study and which meat types you choose to consider, the measure of meat's role in human health management may vary. However, when all meat types for all the populations are considered as they are in this study, the positive correlation between meat consumption and overall health at a population level is not sporadic. A co-author of the study says the findings are in line with other studies that show cereal-based foods have lower nutritional value than meat. While this is no surprise to many of us, it still needs to be pointed out. It highlights that meat has its own components contributing to our overall health beyond just the number of calories consumed and that without meat in our diet, we may not thrive. Our take-home message from this paper is that meat eating is beneficial to human health, provided that it's consumed in moderation and that the meat industry is conducted in an ethical way, right? You don't want to have factory farm meat. You want grass-fed, grass-finished. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years, and now the 45-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. And I'll tell you what else. Here is my issue with meat substitutes. Like Impossible Burger, Beyond Beef. I wonder... Are the ingredients above board? And I was asked this question recently 
that I wrote about in a recent newsletter, right? Food science with its creation of flavors and macronutrient substitutions is a fascinating field. You know, I recall back to my undergraduate food science lab days where we experimented replacing the fats and cookies, for example, typically made with shortening. Remember Crisco, anybody? Using avocado instead as a fat substitute. Well, how did that turn out in these food science experiments? Well, if you didn't mind eating a green cookie that tasted like baked guacamole, <laughs> well, on the other hand, McDonald's took quite a bit of help from the food science industry to create that perfectly delicious French fry with its taste, texture, and aroma. It is a real thing to crave McDonald's French fries or even Burger King's for that, for that matter. Now, many of the new meat substitutes do have the taste and texture of beef or meat, but unfortunately, this comes at the expense of less than desirable ingredients, in my opinion. For example, many meat substitutes contain hydrolyzed vegetable protein. As in some brands of veggie burgers, and not necessarily ground beef substitutes, but that's a problem I have with the veggie burger, is a hydrolyzed vegetable protein, which is a gluten source, or may be a gluten source, and... Yeast extract is often used for meaty flavor. We know that a yeast extract is a source of MSG, a source of monosodium glutamate. Also, potato starch, rice and pea proteins are common ingredients in these meat substitutes. So there will be anywhere from three to nine grams of carbohydrates in these burgers. Hey, you could eat a burger without a bun and have nary a carbohydrate. Now, using these meat substitutes, you're going to get anywhere from three to nine grams of carbs in a burger. Add the bun to that. Add the other starches that you're eating. Maybe some other grain as a side dish. Wow, that becomes a whopper of carbohydrates. Moreover, sunflower oil is added to some of these products. Sunflower oil contains a lot of omega-6 oils that are very, very pro-inflammatory. I'm not talking about good omega-6 oils as found in borage oil or evening primrose oil. Sunflower oil and other vegetable oils are very high in omega-6 inflammatory fats. The sodium content is typically in the 300 milligram range per serving. So now, if you, if you get some good grass-fed ground beef and make your own burger patty and put it on the barbecue or in your fry pan or however you make your burger, there's practically no sodium there except what's naturally occurring. But in these meat substitute burgers, you're getting typically in the range of 300 milligrams per serving. That's not desirable. So these meat substitutes are adding actually more 
sodium to the diet. Not desirable. Not desirable. So if you're going more vegan and relying on these meat substitutes, you're actually adding more sodium to your diet. You don't want to do that. Soy is a common ingredient in these types of products as well. Soy is one of the biggest goitrogens in the diet, along with millet. Soy inhibits the uptake of iodine by the thyroid gland, which may over time decrease its function. We need iodine to produce thyroid hormones. Soy also contains phytoestrogens, which may compete with testosterone in men when consumed frequently. There was a study in the past. This happened almost, I would say, over 10 years ago. It was found that men who consumed, especially vegan and vegetarian men who consumed a lot of soy because they relied on soy as a complete protein, were found to have less sperm count, lower fertility. Why would you eat in a way that's going to negatively impact your health? This is my question to everybody. Listen, nutrition is my second career. When I first went back to school to study nutrition, I was already bending towards vegetarianism. And really, I thought as a nutritionist that I would be preaching the gospel of vegetarianism. But then I took nutrition courses and I took biochemistry courses. I took those science and advanced nutrition courses and I realized I was going in the wrong direction. So then I had to choose between my ideology and my health. Not to mention that my health was not doing great on my vegetarian bent. I was not getting essential fats. I was probably lacking in a whole lot of CoQ10 and carnitine at the time. So I had to choose between my ideology and my health. And I I chose my health. This is not a question of being dogmatic or being married to some kind of ideology. That's not. And that's not science either. So a person's biochemistry, their unique biochemistry, informs us and dictates how they should be eating. A person's medical conditions dictates to me as a nutritional, as a nutrition professional, what diet I should help them to implement. It's not always the same diet, but for the most part, there is animal protein included. Rarely am I advising the use of soy protein. Yes, soy is a complete protein. Hey, by the way, so is hemp protein, which may be better. There are occasions where I do have to substitute meat protein for other more plant-based proteins, especially in those with end-stage renal failure, end-stage kidney disease. But even those who are now on dialysis, they are still relying on animal protein for their complete proteins. Animal protein still has a role. It is just that we're having lower amounts of protein. 
in those particular patients. And by the way, we're not meant to be eating a high-protein diet. A low-carb diet, a ketogenic diet, is not high in protein. It's moderate in protein. It's still about 20 to 35%. That's moderate protein. It's high in fats. And fats are essential, as are protein. Fats are, are essential. Fats are also neutral when it comes to acid and alkaline balance, right? Our produce, our vegetables and our fruit provide alkalinity to the diet. Our animal protein provides acidity. Mother Nature has it all figured out, you see, and that's how we were meant to eat. But then given agriculture introduced 10,000 years ago, the consumption of grains, that's, a more, that's an acid-forming food group. That's why diets have more acidity. If you're going vegan and implementing your so-called plant-based diet with your meat substitutes and your grains, you're eating a more acid-forming diet, not a more alkaline-producing diet. You've got to eat more vegetables and fruit, not rely on things that pseudo-meats that taste like meat, right? This is what I'm talking about. So we have over evolution relied on meat for human health. And that's why I thought this was important to bring to your attention. Again, I invite you to email me questions, topics of interest to radio program at AOL.com. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possibly inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's my future. P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. And while supplies last, buy two bottles of Black for Health and get two bottles of Wild Oil of Oregano free. That's a $55 value just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.